Welcome to Blog and May Blog from DougWills.com. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. What would Solomon have done with an orc baby? Wednesday, July 24th, 2019, by Douglas Wilson. Introduction So, yesterday was eventful. There were events in the PCA, in the SBC, and in the CREC. You like how I'm starting out in such measured tones, calling these things events? The old Chinese curse goes, as I'm sure you remember, may you live in interesting times. And, as it transpires, we do. We do. The SBC First, a trailer for an upcoming documentary about the growth of identity politics in the Southern Baptist Convention dropped, and everything you need to know about the bad happenings in the SBC can be ascertained from watching the reactions to the trailer. If you want to watch the video before reading any further, it can be found at founders.org, and a roundup of some of those reactions can be seen at capstonereport.com. That reaction was swift and vigorous. There was no nuance necessary. The bugle did not blow indistinctly. It was time for action. What the trailer did is reveal that these people running the show are capable of responding to a threat, provided they believe it to be a threat, in a way that is commensurate with the stipulated nature of the threat. So why haven't they responded to critical race theory that way? Why haven't they responded to feminist egalitarianism that way? The answer would appear to be straightforward. They do not believe those things to be a threat. Or at least, as much of a threat. My Twitter feed was jammed with variegated responses to the whole thing. And one of the most astonishing things was how Donald Trump managed to get into the discussion. He has a real genius for self-promotion, that man. But this one takes the cake. The trailer did not even hint at the president's existence, and within the space of a few hours, there he was, climbing out of Marine One, waving to everyone. One of the points made in the trailer repeatedly was that Christians of goodwill and good conscience are unwittingly opening the door to really bad currents from outside. But from some of the reactions, e.g., accusing the documentary of maintaining that Rachel Denhollander was demonic, it was apparent that in the pushback game, any construal is a good construal. But that's ridiculous. They don't think that. Come on. The PCA. Yesterday, I also read about the appointment of a committee for the PCA that will report out on various issues related to all our gender wars, e.g., revoice. Looking at the composition of the committee, I don't know enough to know if this is good news or bad news. We shall have to wait and see. The one thing that the committee will have to deal with is that orc baby concupiscence. And the life of an individual, if any room in the budget is left for concupiscence, it will always take advantage of that room, and it will grow. The same thing is true of our denominations. If the committee comes out with any recommendations for their denomination's struggle with concupiscence, short of the firing squad, then the PCA has had it. 
In the meantime, pray for that committee. I would urge those who are engaged in this particular battle to refrain from the politics of pressure and dedicate themselves to the production of published materials that might be of use to the committee. This could be of use in two ways. First, if we make plain the historic reformed understanding of human nature, biblical law, natural law, justification, sanctification, mortification, and so on, then we may be involved in crowdsourcing the research for the good guys on the committee. That will be a help and an encouragement. Second, if the report coming out of the committee is poor, it would then have to be released into an environment that has been dominated with sound teaching on the subject for the months prior. The CREC There was some good news from my own communion, the CREC. On Monday, my colleague Toby Sumter wrote about some concerns he had with the anemic response in our circles to some of the spiritual friendship revoice issues. A big part of his legitimate concerns was the fact that Peter Lightheart, CREC, had blurbed Wesley Hill's book, Spiritual Friendship. The book was published before the first Revoice conference, but was very much in line with the themes and emphasis of the conference when it finally happened, and Hill was one of its speakers and organizers of that event. Toby knew that Peter did not support the Revoice project, but was dismayed that he had not gone on the record about it given the fact that he had blurbed the book. But in a divine sense of humor thing, Toby's post and Peter's response to Revoice were both published Monday morning. And as Peter says in that response, coming right to the point, you can't change biblical sexual morality without undoing biblical teaching about God, man, and the world. Peter calls this kind of direct revisionism heresy, and I was really glad to see it. In addition, as he analyzes the confusions endemic to the gay celibate project, which he distinguishes from the full-tilt revisionism he condemns, he gives more credit for good intentions than I would, but he also identifies some problems with any such attempts. I was glad to see that as well. While he leaves room for the gay celibate project to avoid the ditch he warns about, while I think they are already in the ditch, both Peter and I agree on the fact of the ditch. Down at the tectonic level, I know that Peter and I differ on the importance and nature of nature. But this does not diminish my pleasure at seeing this statement. Our difference has more to do with whether I think Peter's ammo supply will hold up, and not whether he is on the right side of the fight. For more from Douglas Wilson, please visit us at canonpress.com.